0: This is Channel 253. In this episode of We Art Tacoma.
1: There's no like, should we do this? No, let's just jump in. Let's just do it. (laughs) We'll learn by mistakes and we'll just put content out there the same way that we want it to.
2: Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg.
0: I'm producer Doug. How's it going with you, producer Doug? Well, if you could see me right now, you'd see that the, uh, the world is on fire behind me and my virtual background on Yes, on, your, your Zoom on, background on Zoom. Is, is
2: a little too on point for me, I think. Yeah.
0: But, um, but I'm personally, I'm fine. That's good. The sun's out. That's a nice
2: thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, today's guest uh, is Michelle Matlock, who moved to Tacoma, moved back to Tacoma, I should say, in uh, 2018 after a fascinating career in theater. Uh, in clowning. In fact, I loved her quote, clowns get paid, actors don't. I mean, they're, they're, I feel like there's, there's a lot of truth baked into that. Um, and then uh, on tour with Cirque du Soleil for uh, almost 10 years before coming back to Tacoma. She's here to talk about what she's been up to here with uh, Circle Up Productions and uh, The Short Bits, which is coming up later in May, virtually. So um, let's hear what she has to say. All right, we are here with another episode of We Art Tacoma. My my guest today is Michelle
1: Matlock. Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me today.
2: So we are all in, in uh, lockdown these days, and uh, although maybe it'll be, you know, slowly, slowly getting out of it, but you've been doing some really interesting things uh, with your uh, productions uh, virtually, and I want to talk to you about that. But first, I want to learn a little bit more about you, uh, let's start with a, a question that our friend Marguerite at moved to Tacoma likes to ask. When did you move to Tacoma?
1: <laughs> well, let's see. I, I grew up in Tacoma. Okay. So I went, I grew up in UP, which when I was growing up, it was still Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I went away to college. I went to Western Washington University for about three years. And then I got accepted into a school in New York, a conservatory for acting in New York. So I moved to New York and I was there for about fifteen years. And then I got plucked out of New York by Cirque du Soleil and I was there for 10 years. And so in 2018, I returned to my hometown. So that's really I moved, great. Moved back. Moved yes, back officially moved back in 2018. To yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: where where how did you catch the 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 acting bug? What what pulled you to New York?
1: Um, let's see. Well, I mean, it started here in Tacoma. Yeah. Um, growing up, my mom always put me into theater stuff and got my first gig at the Pantages when I was 11 years old.
2: Yeah, doing what?
1: Um, um, back then, there used to be, I think, theater troupes that passed through town that would have auditions. And I went to an audition supporting a friend and then I ended up getting cast in the Ooh, show called wow. uh, yeah yeah it was one of those
2: was your friend no <laughs> longer a friend after that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they were a little little like oh they, they kind of left me at the audition and oh wow I, I remember uh, I hadn't asked my mom to go to the audition I just sort of went it was in, it was in the summertime I think and yeah so uh it it, it lasted way past my time for being home and I remember using the phone backstage the so go old long cord phone to call my mom. And she was irate at first. But then when I told her I had, I had got cast in the show, she was, she was okay with it. Came That's to cool. me up. But yeah, it was called Johnny Appleseed. It was like, I was part of a kid, a group of kids that were on stage that were being told a story and, I got paid like twenty five bucks or something like that.
2: Hey, that's to an eleven year old. That's yeah. <laughs> a lifetime of work right there.
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, so that that definitely gave me a bug to to, yeah. to be in a big 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 stage like that, and so I continued to do theater through high school, and then right before I went to Western, and I knew I was going to, you know, study theater just because I didn't. There wasn't really anything else that was dominant in my life, um, hmm. and that was sort of the path that. Uh, I, that was just it, sitting right in front of me, uh, right before I, right before I went to Western, um, I got cast in a, uh, a film with Jeff Bridges that was filming in Seattle. And so what was the film? Um, American heart was the film. Okay. And there was a bunch of us young folks that they cast that they gave us all roles, Yeah. Uh, speaking roles and then when you look at the film we all got cut Uh, sure 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 but they used us to sort of be these these street kids and um it was Jeff Bridges and Eddie Furlong at the time it was a real sleeper (laughs) it's a beautiful film actually when you look back at it but um but that gave me a taste of what doing film was and it it set me up to be eligible for SAG you know at that young age Um, I didn't I didn't buy into SAG until many years later in New York but Um, so then I went off, so that propelled me into theater, Studied theater at Western for three years, which was great. I went off to a a summer program in New York that was only supposed to last for the summer studying Shakespeare. And I was going to come back and graduate from Western, but I got to New York and once my foot hit the pavement in New York, I was like, I'm not going back
2: (laughs) (laughs) to Bellingham.
1: Yeah. And, (laughs) uh, and that, 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 the National Shakespeare Conservatory, get, you know, offered me a scholarship to go there. And and it was just studying theater and that whole thing. So it was right where I really wanted to be. And so that's what pulled me into New York. And then once I graduated from there, a lot of the teachers that taught that program were basically uh, from the NYU uh, Stella Adler program. They basically crossed the street and taught all these young kids from across the country, and and that program was really about um, not waiting to be discovered and just sort of discovering yourself. So all the teachers were also producers and actors and dancers and yeah, doing things. So we got to see them actually implementing implementing the things that we were we were being taught, and then. When I graduated from that program, many of the teachers started using me in their own productions. That's cool. So I, I really just just started, started acting and then eventually yeah. uh, producing and, and then writing my own shows and, um, it, you know, getting dumped sort of into that, that world of um, trying to make it in New York and auditioning and all these different things. You know, the industry just didn't know what to do with me at that time. And mm. so I just started creating it for myself. So I really became a self-producing solo performer wow. out of that. And then I got pulled into the circus world.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm so <laughs> interested to hear how, how you go and get into Cirque du Soleil. It's, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah, it... it You know, I was in New York and a friend of mine that I'd went to Western with that had moved out to New York too, just said that we should we should be clowns. And I was like, I'm not a clown. I'm a classically trained actress. What are you talking about? (laughs) But um, somehow she just we were producing our own stuff and we were teaching ourselves how to juggle. And this lady came up to us in Washington Square Park and was like, hey, we're doing this clown program on Royal Caribbean cruise lines and we need more women. And you guys look like you're, we don't know what you're doing, but it looks pretty interesting. <laughs> you're teaching yourself how to juggle and doing these crazy characters. So we said, yeah. And we went off to Royal Caribbean and there were these ex-ringling clowns that were that Royal Caribbean had hired to develop this clown program aboard ships. So or At the time, it was their largest ships in the world. And they kind of had them gutted out and they had this streak built down the middle of the ships where clown, we would do a bunch of clowning and clown uh, acts and we would open for the big name acts and so we had this intensive nine months training from ex-ringling clowns on how to juggle walk on stilts clown gags clown makeup clown outfits all these different things and we did that for almost a year straight wow and what it did for us when we got back to new york is that we realized that Clowns get paid, actors don't. <laughs> Man, that, that,
2: that is an amazing quote. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we, we dove into that world, and I worked for the Bindlesith Family Circus, Big Apple Circus of New York. And then at the same time, I was writing my own show, solo show, that I mixed the clowning and the acting together in. And that's where a casting, one of the casting folks at Cirque du Soleil walked into one of those shows at New York. I don't know which one. And anyway, I got a call shortly after that to audition for, for Cirque, for Cirque. And um, I actually came back home. I was coming back home um, here in Tacoma to visit my folks. And Cirque had said, you missed the one in New York, but since you're going to be in Seattle, why don't you audition there? Auditioned and did very well. It was one of those things where it was like one of the most intense auditions I've ever had in my entire life. I felt like I left that audition a better performer. (laughs) Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, there's 30 of us and then there's 15 and then there's 10 and five, and then there's down to three of us.
2: Wow!
1: And they say they, you know, Hey, we, we don't know, we don't have a role for you right now, but, um, but we keep our, our performers in a, you know, sort of in a file, I guess. And at that time, they were creating so many new shows that I guess they were just proposing me for shows, and then finally.
2: <clears throat> yeah, when when was this roughly? Just so yeah, right. so
1: I I, th- I believe I auditioned for them in two thousand four. Okay. And then I got the call for OVO in two thousand eight.
2: Okay. the and, The only the only Cirque du Soleil show I think I've seen is I saw Oh at the Bellagio, mm, um, and I, I was I I was. In the you know like in the very top cheap cheap seats, and the physic. I mean, I mean, even from that distance, the physicality of what I could see, the way people's bodies moved in ways that I like didn't know was possible. The the what to me looked like you know risks they were taking um, yeah. <laughs> as part of just you know the nightly show was just uh, incredible to me. I, I hadn't seen anything like it before.
1: Yeah, there. Well, that's one of their number one shows. Uh, Oh, in one of the older shows that the permanent in Vegas and yeah, Yeah. spectacular. They're, they're good at spectaculars, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The, the the show that they asked me, they asked me to create a character and a brand new show that was based on Brazil music. There was the, the, the director and the choreographer were Brazilian and it was their bug theme show. And, it was a pretty big deal at that time, 25 years of Cirque and we were their 25th show. The first woman to ever direct their show, a show of theirs in 25 years. Mine. I was the first African American woman to create a main character for any of their shows. And so that's where that jumped off. They asked me to create this character of Ladybug and I got to create it, go up to Montreal and 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 do this amazing you know, creation with them. And then I basically just ran with it for like 10 years. Uh, Wow. It was definitely an amazing experience. And I, and I wanted to soak up every moment of it. I got to travel a lot of the world and felt very lucky to have been plucked out of New York at that moment. Yeah. um, Yeah. And do that. So, so yeah, that's how, that's how the whole Cirque thing came.
2: And, and then it sounds like you, you, you got, you kept up with the, the circus but wanted to do something kind of here in Tacoma with with Circle Up. Tell me, tell me uh, more about what, you, what you've been doing. And we'll get to like what you're doing during the pandemic part sure, shortly. Sure. But just like, let's, you know, pretend that this interview was in February. <laughs> tell me about what you do <laughs> here in Tacoma.
1: So when I landed back here, um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I knew that the scene there was a pretty vibrant scene. I was as I was just you know going around. I was like, ah, hey, you know, Tacoma's just turned into this really hopping, happening downtown scene that was not like that when yep. I was growing up. And no, nope. and so I wasn't sure. I didn't know anyone. You know, like everybody, all of the things that I built were from New York and sort of this international thing. And so Tacoma was just this sort of open, you know, this open west you know the wild west for me (laughs) um and so a really interesting story that I, I I was driving for Lyft um I've been driving for Lyft for years even when I was on tour with Cirque when I would come home I would drive for Lyft it was really relaxing but anyway this was what I think 2017 going into 18 and I picked up this couple from Puyallup brought them into downtown Tacoma they were chatting me up and asking me all sorts of questions. I ended up telling them this kind of the story I just told you. Yep. And um, that I started in the Pantages and all these different things and that I made it all the way to Cirque du Soleil. And at the end of the ride, the woman was like, oh, well, I am the, I'm, on the, I'm the president of the board of the directors for the Pantages Theater. <laughs> and she's like, we have this big um, – armory up on Hilltop that we're trying to figure out what to do with. And I think it'd be perfect for circus. Would you be interested in, in doing something? And I was like, uh, yeah, I had been in town permanently for less than like, I don't know, a minute. And I was like, this is where
2: our small town feel works. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) So she got me that meeting with the Pantages and we talked about a lot of different things. And, um, it was before the Tacoma create, it was before the Tacoma creates money, was going to be coming in, and so I, I proposed this huge project, and we talked about it for a long time, but anyway, it made me create a company in order to have conversations with them, and sort of plan hmm. what might happen at the, at the Armory, and what we, what I could bring, bring to uh, bringing an original show there, and so I, I formed Circle Up Productions, um, and once that, I knew that uh, it was going to be a while before the Tacoma Creates money came through, or w- I wouldn't know if that project would even be done. Sure, I decided to start teaching, and so most of ni- 2019 was uh, teaching. And but before that, I got I got accepted into the t- the um, the um, uh, SpaceWorks program. Oh yeah. So so I went through the space program, uh, SpaceWorks program to develop Circle Up Productions. And then launched it from there. And so 2019 was all about like getting out there. I was teaching acting classes, teaching solo performance class, circus skills, and different classes just to to get, get to know the community and get to know who was interested in performing. And, and so I ended up meeting a ton of folks. Well, I shouldn't say a ton. I ended up attracting sort of my tribe. (laughs) I like that. That, uh, weren't, you know, like I figured out, I've never been sort of mainstream. I've always like, even in New York, I was in the off off like downtown theater scene (laughs) getting produced down there and doing stuff down there. So I thought that's kind of where I, where I am. So, you know, I'm, I love original works and I love solo work and I love mixing all the genres that I've learned over the years with circus and the classical acting and physical comedy and all that. So I hooked up with a lot of different um, folks that were in Tacoma that are performers that like were interested in that sort of same thing. Um, So after that first year, I said, hey, 2020 is going to be a year of producing shows like the type of shows that I love to produce, which are not mainstream, which are a mishmash of all kinds of things and are usually working with original works. Um, and so I had this whole lineup of like yeah. things to put out there in the world to see how, see how they would play. And, um, we got to do one,
2: yes. <laughs>
1: yes, we got to do one live short bits, which is the performance party. Um, and it was awesome. It was at the courthouse square and we were so happy about the lineup. We we're so happy about the people that showed up and the party that happened. And, um, that's. Yeah, that's that's where the story ends before. Yes. <laughs> well
2: let's let's take a, a sponsor break and when we come back we'll talk about producing art in a time of pandemic.
1: Awesome.
0: This is producer Doug of the Channel Two Five Three Podcast Network. Channel two five three is sponsored by Pacific Lutheran University. PLU probably doesn't need any introduction. They've been part of the Tacoma community since eighteen ninety. Maybe your kids went there. Hey, maybe you went there. Go loots! But if you're thinking about revamping your career or launching a second career, have you thought about PLU for a master's program? PLU offers a dozen master's degrees and postgraduate certificates. And get this some of them can be completed in as little as nine months. Get your master's in education and become someone's favorite teacher. Get your MFA and unleash your inner poet or focus on the body and how it works with the new master's in kinesiology. Applications for all master's programs are on a rolling basis. For more information, visit plu.edu graduate to learn more. PLU, for the next step in your career. Welcome back.
2: Thank you to our sponsor and thank you to the members of channel 253.com. They are channel 253. Uh, You can subscribe at channel 253.com slash membership. But I just want to give a shout out to the members who help keep us going along with our sponsors during this time Um, in media is more important than ever these days. And we appreciate your support. So thank you. $4 a month or $40 a year at channel 253.com slash membership. So here talking to uh, Michelle Matlock of Circle Up Productions. Michelle, I realize before we get into producing art during these times, um, how have you found Tacoma as, a, as an art town? What's, what's been your sense of it?
1: Um, I think it's, it's wonderful, the things that I've seen going on, um, just from the performance art to the visual art and that now that I've been here a little bit longer and met a lot more people, like I said, I'm, I'm usually attracted to the things that are sort of underground and, you know, not, not mainstream. So things like Duke's Bay and, and I got connected with the, I assistant directed the revels last year Christmas show and like the, those little off shoots that have their own, um their own little audience and they're doing their own little thing and it's like that's the thing about Tacoma that fascinates me is that there are all these little pockets and gems of performing arts and visual arts groups all over I mean I do wish that there was more of a like a connection where we knew what was everybody knew what everybody else was doing there doesn't seem to be a paper anymore this like hey this is what's happening you know like right Seattle has. There's a there's there's the
2: Listserv. serve and the then, listserv. So
1: I've heard about I haven't tapped yeah, into the lips, it, Listserv.
2: It, it'll overwhelm your inbox, but you'll, you'll definitely right. uh, hear everything that's happening. And then, I mean, in some ways, this podcast was my attempt to try to stop you know fill in some arts coverage because there's you're right like like there's just almost nothing left. You gotta you know hope that your Facebook ads work. It feels like so yeah
1: that's the thing. It's like I would always. I'm always getting stuff like after it happened, I'm like, that That was awesome. But it's very vibrant and it's very, um, you know, there's lots of ideas and lots of things happening. It's really inspiring and it's been great that I, I mean, you know, I do see a place to build though too, which is really exciting for me having coming back home and knowing that I'm, this is where I'm going to be for now. That I can, that I have the, um, that it's open. You know, it's it's kind of like the open arms and saying, "Hey." The most of the reaction that I get is like, "Yes, do this." Yes, you know. I
2: think we're really good at that reaction here. I think I think we're we're in that sense very welcoming to to those new things. When uh, talking about the the pandemic and trying to make things happen during this time, I I am curious. Like, when did it get real? Like, very real for you? Was there a time where you're like oh, this went from something that I was kind of hearing about to, like, something that's going to dramatically affect my life. Was there was there a moment that you can think
1: of? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, we had done the show at the end of February, the first one that was, and we were all high off of that and, like, yeah. this is going to be awesome. Got so much social media, people you know, doing stuff. And then I, uh, the revels invited me to go to their national conference, which is in DC. Hmm. And that was around March 3rd. And when I got on the plane to go to that, I was like, Oh, the plane's empty. And all this stuff is like, this is happening. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is and, real.
1: Yeah. And then when I, we landed in Maryland, the first case of COVID-19 had got there. And so here we are at this conference and I'm nervous the whole time. I'm just like, what am I, what am I doing? This is the wrong time. Um, And then traveled back on the 10th and it really sunk in because then the plane was completely empty and things were happening. And so when I got back, I thought I I, I was like, Oh, this is for real. Like we're, we're, you know, like this is gonna, you know, like we can't, we're not going to be able to have our next event. Yep. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still, cause I had an event, uh, I, I was, I'm producing a fashion show that was happening just supposed to happen on, on Sunday. And at that time I was like, Oh, that'll be okay. That's in May, you know, like that's May 3rd. Yeah. We'll be through it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, that mid March really hit me that we weren't going to have another show. It didn't hit me that it might, it, it might go on as long as it will. Um, but we were so excited and going off of the high of that first show that was at courthouse square that we just were like, how can we keep it going? We've got to keep this going. Like we can't stop. So we just immediately were like, let's do it. On, let's do a show online. Not knowing anything about <laughs> producing anything online. And uh, there was a huge learning curve there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it sounds like it's just going to be a click of a button. You know, we'll just put it on Facebook Live, but it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. How, how, have, oh. how have you had to adapt to make that work?
1: Well, that first show that we did in March was, I mean, the day before the show when we tried to have a technical run and I was running everything and trying to be the host of the show, I just about cried and said, forget it. But we did get through it. It was great. What I realized as a producer is that I was able to do something that I was trying to build here in Tacoma, which is a mixture of local artists and national and international artists. But I didn't have the budget to fly any international artists right. and So right. I'm dealing with local. But with this with this show, I was able to bring in some uh, folks from New York that I'd worked with over many years into the show, and um, and mix it with the local artists. And but the only thing it was, was I, I technically I didn't know what I was doing in Zoom, like I, you know, all the different shots, and it was just like not as seamless as I want. I was distracted. So luckily, my my colleagues that I worked with for so many years in Cirque are out of work. Sure. Not, sure, I mean, not, sure. luckily for, not luckily for...
2: luckily.
1: I know whole, what you're saying. I know what I you're mean, saying. <laughs> that's horrible, horrible. But the benefit of that is that after that first show, I got a bunch of calls and I find, I got a technician who's the stage manager on the show that I was in in, in um, at Cirque. And then so our second show came off a lot better. I was able to bring on some artists from Cirque. Um, and that, that that's the thing that's coming out of it is that I'm really able to fulfill this dream before... I thought I could fulfill the dream yeah. <laughs> of, of bringing, we had an artist from Tokyo, Brazil, Australia. We had a contortionist from Australia last time. And so I'm able to put together these shows that are just dreamy because everyone's out of work, <laughs> which yep. that part sucks. But the other part is that we get also just people donating to the show. So I'm able to pay the artists, which is another sort of mission behind what I was trying to build in Tacoma, which was an actual gig and that, you know, you're not, you're not doing this for free. This is an actual gig yep. that you're going to get paid for. So, um, but the the te- technical learning curve, it was just great to get someone in there. Obviously you've got to have someone doing that if you're, if you're, if you're doing a show and you want it to be seamless um, and just trying to write content. Cause there's, so a group of us that are from Tacoma, four of four of us that are sort of the core of the short bits. Okay. So we're the through line. We create little bits that go in between little the, short bits. Yeah, little short bits. They go in between the guest artists. So the four of us are writing material and having rehearsals over Zoom, which is weird. Yeah. I'm but sure. but awesome because we still get to stay connected and it's a whole other medium and we're just doing it we're just doing it you know like it's there's no there's no like should we do this or we? no let's just jump in let's just do it <laughs> we'll learn by mistakes and we'll just put content out there the same way that we wanted to instead yeah. of just not yeah um doing it and then of course Since then, like, then everybody, you know, of course, everybody's doing it. I mean, SNL is doing it. Right, right. (laughs) You know, um, but it's great because we've, we've actually been building a little following, a little Tacoma following, which is, you know, I mean, I think we're doing that in the live event, too. But this is really special because, gosh, you have so many choices, right, to Netflix and Hulu and whatever. Right, right. And these guys you know we get our 40 group of 40 folks that tune in and stick with us and then they 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 donate and then we make a little 45 minute to an hour show that's that's really ridiculous you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> when is uh, t- tell me about your your next show for for this this what's when we can we look for the next one
1: Yeah the next one will be on the on May 29th so it's the last Friday of every month
2: okay basically.
1: Uh, May 29th. I got a great, great lineup. I got, um, I have, well, the unknowns. We're called the Grit City Unknowns, which is myself, Rachel Lionheart, Danielle Viegas, and Jesse Vega. The four of us, we just continue to create with each other and make stuff up. And then the guest artist is Julia Tasey. She's a, she was a finalist in The Voice Brazil and a singer at Cirque du Soleil. Kamali Murray, who is a character actress, very funny actress out of New York. I got Francois Guillaume, who is a Montreal clown, um, crazy kind of Jim Carrey type guy. And then um, Volta La Luna is a circus, like a traditional circus that's based here in the Pacific Northwest. And so I'm not sure what kind of crazy stuff they're going to do, but I hope it's going to be (laughs) going to be good. So that's the lineup for May 29th. I'm really excited about that. Um,
2: where would you recommend uh, people go to um, Facebook or to your website?
1: So circleup.fun. Circleup.fun. You can go there. And right now we, are, we have not been live streaming it. It's just been RSVP, and we send you the link to, okay. to look at it. We might get to the live where we, we live it. But right now, since we're just building a following, it's really cool to have people actually RSVP. Totally. To tell them, you know, give them some inside scoop. And as VIP members at the end of the show, we invite them backstage. We mm-hmm. have um, DJ Summersoft who spins for us during the show, who's here in Tacoma. And, um, and we have a little after party so, um, eventually we will live stream it on Facebook or Instagram, but right now we're just trying to make it the best that we can. And, and, yeah. uh, we feel, we're feeling good about just having a, you know, like that, that 40, 40, 45 folks that are like tuning in. It's really fun. It's really fun though. We have a great time and it is truly like a performance party, you know, who knows what's going to happen.
2: That sounds really delightful. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Well, I will make sure that there is a link to circleup.fun in the show notes uh, so that people can find you and uh, save the date for the 29th. Um, I have a question for you I, I didn't prepare you for, so putting That's you on right. the spot here, but uh, <laughs> I do like to ask it Is there someone or some organization in Tacoma uh, who you think deserves a gold star, or who you'd like to just give a shout out to? compliment them for the good work that they're doing in the arts community. Again, could be a person uh, who you just want to give a shout out to or an organization whose work you really respect. Doesn't have to have anything to do with you or it could be someone very close to you.
1: Well, let's see. I mean the first thing that comes to my mind because I'm an alumni of it is Spaceworks.
2: I think if I had a tally of all the gold stars, I think Spaceworks would be at the top of that. Yeah,
1: no they're just they're amazing. They are they're just so into it and like they're just so like Attentive and like you know, digging in and asking us questions. I get emails and questions from them, and we have an alumni meeting every month, and and they're just like so yeah. resourceful and supportive and diverse, and yeah. like there's a model of diversity. I always say that look to SpaceWorks. Look at when you go to a SpaceWorks event, or you look at who's in there. Look at just take a look. Yeah. That's what we call diversity.
2: It looks like the community.
1: Yeah. yeah. I really, I really dig it. So, I mean, I know there's others that are doing great work uh, um, in the community and it's really, yeah. it, it, Tacoma is amazing in that way. Just like you just feel supported small businesses, man, just like you yeah. just feel the support and the love and the care. Um, from a lot of, a lot of small businesses and organizations and it's so lovely to be in the community now, right now.
2: Yeah. Um, My wife and I ha- took our business through, through, Spaceworks and I've come back a couple times to teach uh, nonprofit stuff to oh, cool. some of the classes. Cause sometimes, you know, people are creating nonprofits and yeah. it's, a, it's a really wonderful program in so many ways. I love yeah. What they do.
1: Yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. I, I don't know. How, what I would have done if I had I not taken that program in terms of connections and help and, you know, resources, uh, you just don't feel alone trying to do a micro business. Like, like what I'm doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on the podcast and, uh, I am uh, excited to uh, learn more about uh, the next short bits. So
1: excellent. Thank you yeah. for having me. This is fun.
2: Thank, thank you. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to
0: alaskaair.com. We Art Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Gimme the Mic. This is Channel 253.